No, no, I think Breakthrough TV gives bad, bad, bad broadcasting a good name. You're listening to Con Air Radio. Stop whining. It's about to begin. <laughs> All right, we are back for another episode of Con Air Radio, and of course, we are your hosts. We got Artab. Hello, hello. We got Cameron, the film dropout. How's it going? We got our resident criminologist. Hello. Yeah, of course, that's Jess. And of course, the illegitimate love child of Hagrid, that is me, Jared. How is everybody doing this week? Pretty good. Good. Still, uh, still Solid. Still coming down from Phoenix Comic Con? <laughs> yeah, no. That was a month ago. I know that was a month ago. I, I know, but still, it, it it's been affecting a lot of people at work still too. So I'm ready to go again. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. Um, so we uh, of course we're back and well we, we we've we've done movies. Yeah, we've done movies. We've done a lot of different things. Yeah, you, you have a microphone over there. You need I, to know, talk I, know, I know, I <laughs> know. Um, so and I don't bite. So <laughs> <laughs> so that that's uh, that's actually the voice of our special guest for the day, Miss uh, Jen Windrow. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, how are you doing today? Good, 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 good. So um, you are an author. I am an author. Awesome. So uh, if you guys don't know who she is, uh, she's she's got a couple books out. We actually have a few here in studio. We have uh, Struck by Eros, uh, Pierced by Venom. And her newest book, Evil's Unlikely Assassin. That's my baby. <laughs> I, I gotta say, I love the titles yeah. already. I do. Um, so, uh, again, welcome to the show. Uh, let's learn a little bit about you. What uh, What do you like to do? Uh, read, <laughs> read, write movies. I take care of kids all day, so stay-at-home mom for the most part. And then this kind of went from being a get away from my kids and have something of my own to an actual career. So that was, but other other than that, binge watch Netflix, go to a lot of movies. <laughs> when did you start writing? I, oh God, I've been writing forever, but seriously, probably about four years ago. Like seriously, I'm going to actually do something with this instead of just have a million notebooks full of ideas. So. Oh, wow. Nice. Um, so give us a, yeah, give us a little, you know, brief synopsis of the, of these books. Um, the first two, Struck by Eros and Pierced by Venom, are part of a series, the Redeeming Cupid series, and they're a little smutty. <laughs> gotta, gotta love, gotta <laughs> Just love a smutty, smutty. Um, They are based on tragic Greek myths, tragic Greek love stories. So the first one's based off of Apollo and Daphne, oh, and the second one is based off of Orpheus and Eurydice. And so they kind of take that and twisted the stories so they, you know, don't all end up dead or turned into a tree at the end, which is basically what happens with most Greek mythology. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. We're so. stags. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, they turn into something or they die or get dismembered or whatever, you know. So um, it kind of was a weird idea that I came up with. And, and the whole overreaching arc is that Psyche has left Cupid and basically said, clean up your messes and you can have me back. And so each book is Cupid working at cleaning up his mess of these Greek myths that he's destroyed. Nice. Um, and then Evils. Uh, Evils Unlikely Assassin, urban fantasy, vampire-based. Uh, kind of started off a weird idea. You know the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cartoon that everybody's seen their whole mm -hmm. lives? The Christmas 
Yeah, well, there's a little elf in there named Hermie, and Hermie doesn't want to be an elf. Hermie wants to be a dentist. And so I kind of <laughs> said, what if there's a vampire who didn't want to be a vampire? They wanted to be human again. How would that work? So... They don't That's, sparkle, do they? No, they do not sparkle. Okay, no, good. and now there's lots of blood and death. Nobody sparkles, and no, it's it's a straight on, and it's based off of the lore is based off of Bram Stoker's Dracula, like that mythology of how those rules work. Yes. yes. So, okay, so Bram Stoker rules everyone. Yes. Yeah. He's nice. he's my I love I'm a, I'm a big Bram Stoker. So. <laughs> so you said the first two are smutty or romances. Yeah, yeah. Would you? What age range would you put both series or both? I'd say books? everything, anybody above probably 18, although I did have, I'm going to say this and get in trouble, I did have a 15-year-old ask me if she could read the vampire book because she had been wanting to read the other ones, and I said, no, listen, I, your parents would kill me. There's no <laughs> way I can do this. So she said, well, can I read this one? I said, you can read everything but chapter 18. She said, okay, I won't read chapter 18. So <laughs> She so totally I, read chapter so, yeah. 18. That was, she that was totally the first one. That's the yeah. first chapter she read. Let's open up the book here. Uh, chapter 18. <laughs> That's a good spot. <laughs> so, so, um, but I would say, you know, probably anything over 18. If, if you're okay with your kids reading at 18, they can read <laughs> sex, go right ahead, you know. Well, I started the Black Dagger Brotherhood at 15, so. <gasps> yeah, those are really bad. <laughs> really <so>. bad, yes. <laughs> JR's naughty. Oh. So. <laughs> yeah, I, um. I literally put down the Twilight series and picked up the Black Brotherhood. Oh, yeah, well, Brother that's Dagger a lot more Hood. fun, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Anne Rice wrote a series of erotica, mm-hmm. and um, my was mom never... Was that before or after interview her vampire series? It was series. before. I, I okay. believe it was before, and I went into a little used bookstore. I was about 15, and I went into a used bookstore, and this lady didn't have any clue what they were, because they're called The Claiming of Sleeping Beauty is the first one. So she hands them to me and says, here, you should read this. I was a regular, so she knew me. My mom never paid attention. Well, they are hardcore erotica. I mean, we are. <laughs> I went in and said, what does this mean? My mom's like, what are you reading? You know? Just like, well. <laughs> so, and then, and then now, now you're writing smut. I, now I'm writing, yeah. I guess I started Romance. reading it. Romance. You know? Romance. Was, you know, when I was little, we went from Judy Bloom to Stephen King. There was mm-hmm. no yeah. YA. Yeah. It didn't exist. No so. R.L. Stein to bridge the gap. Right, exactly. So you went, you went from not smut to smut, so... Okay. Well, um, so do, do you have like any, any specific, um, like the things within your stories that you just, you, you had like this awesome in, inspiration for? Um, you know, with, with evils, it came from the, the stupid Hermie elf guy and, mm-hmm. and I wanted to really delve into what would happen and how would a, how would a vampire have to get their soul back? Um, if you look at like Angel on Buffy and that, you know, he was cursed to have his soul. Well, you know, how would you how would you get that back? And so um, she made a deal with the devil, with, well, not with the devil, with an angel. And he she has to basically go out and kill one supernatural creature every day for 50 years. And if she does, she gets her soul back. So she kills her own kind to return to humanity. So oh, it's wow. it's more of a... It's kind of a, you know, can you do this? Is this something, is it worth the, being a murderer to... to I, got, I got to do the math what, on what that. Kinds <laughs> of, uh, what kinds of supernatural... Anything. Anything that, any creepy crawly she can find. It's uh, it's it's vampires, werewolves, you know. I, I haven't brought zombies in yet, but I'm sure I could. <laughs> Ghost um, spiders. Yeah. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure you could. So, okay, so it's 50 years, so that's uh, about 300 and... We'll see, 365 approximation, give or take, for for leap year. That's 18,250, give or take, 
supernatural creatures that need to be killed. That's <laughs> yeah. a reduction in population. <laughs> that is that is, is definitely it something is. something interesting interesting on that. And you know the Cupid series actually I had no I came up with a first I I, I had this idea of what if there were soulmates that didn't want to be soulmates like they 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 were forced to be soulmates. Um, so. And, and what would happen if they didn't want to be soulmates? Well, you know, how do you kind of push against that? But, and so that was the idea. And then I started de delving into the Greek myths. And then I found the myth, the myth of Apollo and Daphne and how they were, you know, Cupid's messed with them enough to keep them apart. And so what would happen if they actually, Apollo and Daphne, were really meant to be together? And, and how would they fight that? And the story just, and, and it just kind of became smutty and, and fun. And, and it's it's really funny and it's snarky and it's, you know, it, it's it's just to me, it's just a fun story. So, but, nice. but in the romance world, it has to have a happily ever after. They just they don't romance publishers do not like the, the ambiguous endings. The yeah. yeah. So. Um, so, are you are you planning on continuing that series? I am. Their third one is called Pricked by Thorns, and I have to look these names up. Uh, based off of Pyramus and Thisbe, which is basically Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. It's the story of Romeo and Juliet. But I twisted the heck out of that one so and that should be out in november nice and the evil's unlikely assassin i see that that's the uh uh alexis black series yes. that one hopefully i have to finish writing it but hopefully they'll have that one out in march and that one's evil's ultimate huntress is the next one for that one nice so. all right so uh if if any of our listeners want to uh, get a hold of these books or uh how to how to find them amazon barnes and noble ibooks Kobo, Muse It Up Publishing, which is my publisher. Um, so yeah, ebooks are on there, all the print books are on there, or they can contact me via Facebook if they want, and I'd be happy to sell them print copies. So. Well, what, what's uh, what's your Facebook page? Uh, Jen, J-E-N-N, Windrow, W-I-N-D-R-O-W. So if you just look that up. And your publisher, once again? Muse It Up Publishing. And can you get them on their website as well? Fantastic. Good, good. So, so how, how else do we find you? Do you have a Twitter, all, any of that stuff too? Twitter, Goodreads, uh, blog. So <clears throat> basically if you look up Jen Windrow, Jen with two N's, I'm, I'm out there. I'm there. Pinterest, I'm, oh, I'm all, over, all over Pinterest. Mm. So it's one of my favorites. So. Yeah. Not, <laughs> and, not, not, not going to lie, I did, I did look you up today on, uh, on Facebook. I was like, I need, I need to get some information. I want to make sure I know who, you know, who I'm talking. And uh, I got to say, fantastic website too. Thank you. So. Um, but yeah, and I was reading kind of the synopsises of the of the books, and I'm like, I'm not that much of a reader, but I might I I, I might pick those up. Well, good, good I to know. Yeah, up. I know men aren't romance. You know, there's not a lot of men romance That's readers true. out there. But I've had a few that have said, "Wait, you know, I really liked it." <laughs> so <laughs> that's good to know. So uh, as a uh, as an author, did you uh, did you actually participate in this year's Phoenix Comic Con? I did. It was my first year. I loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. I, I went in with a group called the Amazing Wicked Writers. So there was maybe twelve or fifteen of us, nice. and uh, it was my first year because I the first book came out July eighth last year. So I didn't have anything the year before, but. I was lucky to get in, and oh, it was just such an awesome experience. It really was. Nice. Are, are you looking look, now, now that you've gotten a taste? Are you looking forward to doing more conventions and stuff? I am, and I've already signed up for next year for Comic Con, so nice. I, I, I did that, and then I did the Tucson Festival of Books too okay. down there, that, which is huge. That thing is ridiculously huge. And then I'm in Payson, 
Payson has a small festival, but well, I guess it's not small. I guess it's pretty big. Mm -hmm. I have a festival up there in July that I'm doing. So. I was about to say, hopefully not this weekend. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be in Mexico this weekend. So. Congratulations. I'm going to San Diego this weekend. So. Oh, everyone's Lucky. having an awesome vacation. Are you going to Comic-Con this weekend? No, I'm just going to get out of town. Yeah. Uh, anime, uh, actually, this weekend, or, or last, no, this weekend is... Um, Anime Expo, anime I think. Expo, yeah, Anime yeah. Expo. Very cool. My daughter would love that. And actually, one, one of my friends, uh, they, they just got back from uh, Amazing Vegas, which was this last weekend, and they said they had an awesome time. So. Yeah, I'm still pissed about that. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You had to move. So. Yeah. All right. Um, so, uh, of course, you know, with, with, these, uh, with these books, you know, if anybody, you know if, if anybody comes out to see you at these events, of course, you'd... You'd write them a little message, of course. I would, yes. Good, good. How long did it take you to uh, write your most recent one, The Evil's Unlikely Assassin? Actually, that was the first book I ever wrote. <laughs> Last one to get published, first one I wrote. Um, that took probably, well, probably four years to write it, but mostly because I screwed around for the first two years, and then I got serious and said, I'm going to go to a writer's group and see what happens, and then I took a year to actually learn how to write. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and so it took a long time, and then I put it away and started working on the others. And, of course, when I finished Evils, really no one was buying vampires. Twilight had <clears throat> killed that for everybody. So mm -hmm. there was no, mm -hmm. you just weren't going to get published in it. So I was going to self-publish it, and my publisher said, well, let me see it. I like vampires. Let me see it. And so I gave it to her, and she said, oh, I want it. I, I, there's no way I would not publish this. So... Um, but the others have gone relatively quickly. It only, I think it took me six months to write Eros, which, you know, and maybe six months to write Venom. I'm getting faster as I go along. That's good. <laughs> so. That's good. I, uh, uh, Kevin Hearn was yeah. telling me one time uh, that uh, his, uh, his book writing is getting to where uh, he sits down, and it's usually between six and uh, nine months is when he gets his full full right. attack in. But his best time right now is nine months. Yeah. Uh, and he says, mm -hmm. it's getting better. You know, it, it, it's usually when you send it in and uh, the editor sends it back to you, it depends on how much red you see. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it can get ugly. It's, it's, you open it and go, I don't, you know what, I'll just, uh, I'll look at it later. I'll I'll just later. <laughs> so, so pretty much you, you, you just recently got into the whole writing thing. What, what would, uh, what advice would you give to any, any aspiring writers out there? When you want to start, start. Don't wait 20, you know, when I, when I was in college, I should have been doing this instead of, I mean, I went to school and I have a degree in graphic design and illustration and photography, but this is what I wanted to do, and had I not been such a wimp, you know, about it, so scared to put myself out there, because this is really, it's hard to put yourself out there. I mean, people are very judgmental, and, and you can get some really nasty comments, mm -hmm. so... Um, especially with vampires, you mess with their lore and they, they don't like it, mm -hmm. so... Um, just don't stop. Just do it when you want to because it's, it's it, you know, I'm, I'm older than I want to be and I'm just starting out. So, mm -hmm. so just do it kind of thing. Well, you're, you're, you're like, what, 21, 22? Yeah, yeah, 21, yeah. No one can see me, yes. <laughs> 21, 22, yes. The magic of podcasting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, so are, are you looking to, uh, you know, in, in the future, maybe stray away from these two genres, maybe do something else? Is there, like, a, a fantasy project that you have in mind? You know, when I read... Gone Girl and um, Girl on the Train and that, and I thought, oh, I would love to write some kind of suspense like this. I would love to have an idea of writing something like this. And I, I, I don't know if my mind is 
I want to say twisted enough to do that. <laughs> I, but I mean, I do think you have to be semi-twisted yeah. to be able to write something like that. And I'm not sure I could, but I would love to write suspense. I, I, a thriller kind of suspense. I think that would be really cool. Who would you say some of your biggest influences are? Um, Ann Bishop, uh, Janine Frost, Jay Wells, Dorinda Jones. Uh, Anne Rice, of course. J.R. Ward, we were talking about her earlier. So, yeah, J.R. Ward is amazing. Um, I, 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 you know what? In fact, the acknowledgments in the, in the vampire book is thanks to all the vampire authors that, you know, helped me shape this world because it's, it really, they were my biggest influence for that. That, that was, uh, and that book's my baby. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it really is. So, so going on the vampire smut genre, <laughs> have you read um, Laurel K. Hamilton? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then up till Obsidian Butterfly, it was absolutely amazing. And after that, I had real issues with it. Right. But, but I do love her. I do. Mm -hmm. I do love her. I, guilty Pleasures is... I love it. Amazing. I'm just at this point, it, she has a formula. Yeah. I still read it, and yeah. I still love it. And she's even commented on it. But yeah. yeah. And then I guess I have another question. How did you actually find the Cupid mythos? Because I was under the impression it was a little hard to find the original one. You know, I had to do some digging, but I found an amazing website, and I couldn't tell you what it is right now. Mm -hmm. But I printed out everything I could about Cupid and about... Mm -hmm you know, his genealogy or his mythology based on it. I mean, whoever he's born from, because there's a lot of different ideas right. about who his parents really are. And um, But it was really the story of him and Psyche that I really enjoyed, right. which is which is pretty well-known. So that's a pretty well-known story. So, yeah. um, but Do you use his ambiguous parentage in your writing at all? As, um, a, as like a story element? We talk about We talk a lot about him being... <laughs> I don't want to swear. I, I oh, you go, go, go right ahead. ahead. You can fucking swear. It's okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Try to hold it back, and that's not easy. Um, yeah, he's a cube is a he's a little bastard in the book. So that's a, basically he's been he's been called that more than once. And yeah, it's just yeah we we don't like Cupid, and, and especially in the first book, she pretty much hates him. So. Do you have a plan of writing Cupid and Psyche's book? That was like the last a, book. That was yeah. like, yeah. yes. And every epilogue in this book is Cupid and Psyche together. So uh -huh. there's, there's, there's having a little their little bit, yeah. family argument. Yeah, there is. There's just a little bit more, and so and and so every epilogue, and then it'll eventually build to that final book, which will be Cupid and Psyche getting back together. Yeah. So, well, hopefully. Do you read? <laughs> well, do you read other books and things while you write when you're in the middle of a project? I do. I read every night. It's my my kids go to bed. They drive me crazy all day. I love them. They drive me crazy all day. They get quiet, and I go upstairs and, and pull out a book. And I'm reading Janine Frost's um, The Sweetest Ashes right now. So she's one of my favorites. Bones. Have you ever have you read? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bones is my. I've read a few of them, but then I got really into the TV show until I got into my degree work, and yeah. I had to stop watching crime TV, specifically Criminal Minds. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but no, I do. I read a ton. I read every day. So, nice. So, um, I don't know. I, I guess I guess one one of the big things that I know is uh, some writers take uh, inspiration from their everyday life. Do you have Do you have any of that in these books? Uh, no, my life would be a hmm. lot more interesting if I did. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a character that you relate to very? I think. Or, or who do you see yourself in the most? I think I see myself the most in Noel, and she's the main character in Struck by Eros, and I think mostly it is because she is afraid to put herself out there. And I spent so many years afraid to put myself out there. I mean, I'll tell you, the first day that book came out and the reviews started coming out, I was like, 
cringing in a corner. I mean, you would think it would have been the happiest day ever, but it really is when you when you you know that somebody you don't know that doesn't have to tell you you're good. <laughs> it basically, is reading your book. It's that okay? Are they going to love it or hate it? Kind of moment. Do do I suck as a writer? That's another huge question. I mean, yeah, but the positive reviews must be pretty satisfying. The positive reviews have been amazing. So yes, those are when you hear, you know, story was well written, the characters well rounded. You know, I, I can't wait for the next book. Yeah, that's the greatest feeling ever. So, but I too probably relate to Noelle the most. She's she's afraid to take that step because she's been hurt before, kind of thing. So. All right. Well, is there a lot of sorry about oh, that? Yeah, is there ahead. a lot of evidence of that in the story? I haven't read the book. I'm sorry. Of my my of me no. I, well, I, no. Her her fear to, to put herself oh, yes. out there. That's oh, yes, expressed a lot in the book. Yes, it's yes. kind of a big central thing. It is. Yeah. And you know what? It's it's funny. She changes she changes herself to make somebody else happy. And I didn't know if people would really get it in there, but they did. It was amazing how many people said, "Oh, this is a story about don't change to please somebody else." And you know, just be yourself and, and be out there. And it was amazing how many people got that. Um, there's other little things in there, like because she's supposed to be like a reincarnation of Daphne, Daphne was a sea nymph. She's always playing with water. She's always spinning water bottles. And she's always got, you know, a spoon in her water. She's doing something with water. So there's little hints of who she's supposed to be in there too, which was fun to write. So it's a modern interpretation. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're all contemporary, so... All right, well, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We'll talk a little bit more, see if, uh, see if we can delve in a little bit more into uh, your geeky side. Okay. <laughs> right. So we will be right back. Perfect. BYTS, Beyond Technology Solutions, has a computer repair shop in the East Valley on the southeast corner of Rucker and University, where over the last three years, it has grown in personnel and in reputation for being affordable, and efficient. They do PC, Mac, cell phone repairs, and sell refurbished computers. Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com. All right, we are back, of course, with our special guest, Miss uh, Jen Windrow. Uh, all right, so I said we were going to go ahead and get it in, get into nerdy things. Um, nerdy. So, let's get nerdy. <laughs> so let let's talk about uh, let's talk about movies. Hey, that's my favorite topic. That's your favorite topic. <laughs> So I have a list. You have a list. All right. Well, let's run down the list and see what we got. Well, it's summer movie season, so my my time of at most activity is in full swing right now, and I've so I've taken some time to uh, see some things that came out this week and uh, something that I've been meaning to watch for a while. So I'll just start with uh, the first one, which was uh, Jodorowsky's Dune. It's a documentary about the greatest movie never made. And it's uh, about a man who he had assembled a team of artists, including H.R. Giger, to put together a film adaptation of Dune back in like 1962, before, like right around the time of uh, 2001, before Star Wars, before Alien, before any major sci-fi that we know. And he sh- he got this incredible team together. It was going to have music by like Pink Floyd and Tangerine Dream, and it just didn't come to fruition. And I. I in hearing him talk about what was going to be in this movie and the work that they had all put into it, because they had this, he would chop this giant book 
mm-hmm. around to all the studios. Um, he says it, and I agree with him, that it probably would have changed the course of like human consciousness, this film. And I really, I know that's a bold statement, but when you think about what came out of it, because even though the movie didn't get made, its fingerprints were like left all over other films that ended up coming out. So Star Wars and Alien all feature things that kind of were pulled out of that, that Dune book. So it was really, really interesting to watch all of that if you're into, you know, the process of how movies are made and things like that. And then I saw Transformers 5. We'll we'll go lowbrow a little bit. (laughs) Okay, all right. And I have to say, after watching Transformers 5, I think it is my favorite, well, it's not my favorite anything, but it certainly is like in the top five of uh, greatest trash movie franchises of all time. So where it's just, they're competently made films, but they're just kind of garbagey. So, so the the graphics are beautiful, but the substance is not there. I can't even say the graphics are beautiful anymore because it looks like just barfing on screen. Like if <laughs> if seizure were to have if a seizure was to have sight and sound, it would look like Transformers Five. Oh my! I, I like that. I might have to use that at some point. Feel free. I have a good friend who is a pretty big cosplayer in Atlanta who is obsessed with Transformers. She recently did a Starscream costume. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Looks fantastic. <laughs> She's seen it three times already. Wow, she wow. wasted her money. I'm I'm a little astonished because I'm done with that whole genre. Yeah. But um, If anyone's still wondering yeah. why these movies are getting made, I'm pretty sure it's just because of your one friend. <laughs> hey, Manta Ray, well, in case we you're listening. To, we went to the theater, and we were there at 5 o'clock on opening night, and it wasn't full. I'll tell you that oh, much. Oh, I was, I, every Transformers so. movie I've been to, because it's a tradition between a friend of mine, who's also a listener, by the way. I know he's listening. <laughs> uh, we go every time, and we watch these movies all the way back to the first one, because he was way into more Transformers as a kid than I was and I was like well I'll pick a lot of movies it's your turn let's go see something you want to see so it's become a tradition for us and I said at the end of this one I was like man I don't think I can do another one after this uh, I'm out <laughs> yeah I'm out they just did too much and without explaining any anything there's no there's it's it's a mess of a story there's ugh, uh. so def- definitely don't don't pay to see this one uh, you don't need to and especially like the sound was overwhelming to the point where it's just noise it's just Ugh. Was it like so? It's have you almost s- like sickening. It's nauseating. Have you seen Insidious? Uh, no, I have not seen okay. Insidious. So the second one in theaters, they were doing a very. I hate ed- admitting that I haven't seen movies on the air. <laughs> <when you do laughs> that. I apologize. It's but okay. They, it's they okay. did something that was very. They were attempting to throw back to Hitchcock, okay. but it became obnoxious because they'd get really quiet really soft all of the background noise was really quiet and then this extremely loud music and it was like yeah <laughs> but it wasn't really it, the theater that we were in it was so loud that like two theaters down could hear the bass oh, wow. of the movie and it was just so obnoxious and i was like i see what you're doing here i've studied hitchcock shit but this is bad <laughs> And then to to round it out, uh, today, it came out today, I saw Baby Driver. Baby Driver. And Baby Driver might be my favorite film of the summer so far. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was very, very good. It's directed by Edgar Wright, and it's got a stellar cast. Uh, Kevin Spacey, uh, John Hamm from Mad Men, Jamie Foxx is in it, and then it stars Ansel Elgort, if I'm hoping I'm saying that right, and he does a a really great job as... uh, baby and and it's all about him being like a getaway driver and uh, some of the best like car stunt chase choreography and especially in that first scene it's really really strong i wish there would have been kind of a little bit more of it in the movie but the rest of it has some really strong characters 
a really solid narrative, and it's just a really, really fun action movie. Uh, I like what they did um, with the sound. It was certainly like a style choice where the sound effects in the action scenes make like a song because music is like a central theme to the whole movie. Like he's mm -hmm. kind of like his Achilles heel, like his weakness is music. If he doesn't have it, then he can't really be the amazing driver that he is. So it's almost like a comic book film in that way. Okay. So yeah, uh, I can't give my highest recommendation to see baby driver this summer. If you're not having anything to do and need something to see. Nice. Mm. All right. So, uh, I'm, I know I, I, we haven't seen anything recently. I'm dying for mummy. I had a friend who just saw it and was really into it. And I know uh, Tom Cruise yeah, is I Tom think, Cruise I think crazy. That, I think that also again might be the only one. Understanding <laughs> that that has bombed so bad at the box office. But usually I like bombing Microphone. movies. Sorry, it's it's <laughs> not even like I've heard it's not even fun to make fun of. You see, and I'm a I love the Brendan Fraser mummies. I adore the Brendan Fraser mummies. So I have a really hard time wanting to go see it. Although I've tried, we've said okay let's go a couple times and we just haven't because well I that's think like us with pirates we I keep know. setting a date and then we See, end and up I saw not pirates going. and what, what, what did you think your reaction that reaction says <laughs> so oh. much it tells me so my much my husband hated it like walked out of the theater and said that was a waste of money me I, it was pirates i enjoyed it i enjoyed johnny depp as right, captain I, jack i mean uh, it was just it was what you expected and i love that they fixed something that I hated that they did in the last. What movie. did they fix? Because I, I don't. We're past spoilers. I oh, think. are we? Yeah, okay, yeah, all we're right. Past yeah. So I, I love that they that that um, Will was able to come home again. I do. Oh, okay. I love that he was able to come. That that because that ruined the last movie. That they separated them. That really bothered me. So I had heard so many after after the fact cleanup statements from Disney to try and rectify that whole issue because there was the whole the, the the fan outcry of oh it's not a happy ending because Will Turner and Elizabeth right. don't end up together and then I heard well Disney kind of fall back on that statement saying well he only had to do it for one set of 10 years and then after that the curse was lifted and I, I heard that yes. statement and then I heard, and then now that they're doing they did this movie I guess that was out the window and he is I don't know the circumstances in which he went right. evil but um, I was just like, ah, just stick to your stick to your guns, Disney. It was it was powerful that he was separated from Elizabeth, and they didn't end up happily right. after that. It made his sacrifice mm -hmm. all that more powerful to go back and try and retcon it to use a comic book term. Well, and, and kind they, of a, does a disservice to the character. They have yeah. their son looking for him. You know, he's going to save him, and, and that was great. I, I just really enjoyed that they fixed that because it really bothered me. No, oh, so they dug up that old storyline from two and three, where it's Will Turner trying to save. Bootstrap bill. Basically, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't think so it, it runs needed, in the family. Then got it. I didn't even think it needed rectifying because all they had to do is make sure Elizabeth died at sea. Like, if she yeah, lived to be right. an old lady, if she just said, "All right, I think I'm gonna croak. Let's throw me out on a boat, <laughs> and I'll get to be happily ever after with Will." Finally. But then she'd be her. Old, she'd be all old. Uh, Disney okay. magic. Yeah. Hey, her her dad didn't get the Disney magic. He didn't turn into the most youthful looking version of her dad. But he didn't need to because he wasn't going to be on the boat with his wife. Plot holes. Plot holes. <laughs> Shush. I have Disney magic. I know this is true. That's what's going to happen. She should have just volunteered to be part of the crew. This is true. That could have happened. Why didn't she just volunteer? That would have been the greatest love story. It would have been Bonnie and Clyde with pirates. <laughs> Speaking of which, Baby Driver, very much like Bonnie and Clyde. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. no, there's a lot of Bonnie and Clyde vibes from it that I like a lot. Okay. Nice. All right, so um, any, anything else for movies? Any last thoughts? 
No. Uh, no. Everyone should be getting ready for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. yes. Spider-Man: no. Homecoming. Yeah, everyone's on the board. Everyone's no. on board now. No. I was the I was I was not the naysayer early on saying it was going to be great. Now everyone's like, ooh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Well, I'll say nope. I have not even seen the last two Spider-Mans. You don't did. need to. I they're not. No. They're not I tied didn't in. Even bother. No. But this one I want to see. I, I only last another movie or two, and then they'll figure out a new guy or <laughs> reboot yeah. it again. Well, I, I well, actually, he's got a—he's signed a five-picture deal or a five or six-picture deal to be Spider-Man. Now, that's not all independent solo Spider-Man say, films. Yeah. There are appearances in like Infinity War, and I think he's got another appearance in something else. But yeah, um, yeah. Now, did did you uh, see the thing on Facebook that uh, about the uh, the kid from? Uh, Th- that they're saying that that's Peter that, Parker. That's Peter Parker. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that's pissing people off, because um, er- apparently everyone was having a shitstorm about it yesterday on Facebook. I think I think it's kind of cute because it's it's one of those. I mean, Iron Man saved Peter Parker when he was young, so that's kind of why he has a little bit more of an affinity for you know of, of admiration of Tony Stark. It's a bromance. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a creative way to to kind of create a relationship between those two characters. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like that scientific influence is, uh, you know, that credit needs to be given to the Osbournes and, oh, and yeah, Dr. Octavius as well. Yeah. For any of you Spider-Man nerds out there. Well, <laughs> here's another Spider-Man nerd statement. Are they going to talk about how his parents were part of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And that's why they're gone. Well, they tried to do that in the Andrew Garfield ones, mm-hmm. and it didn't really connect because they couldn't yeah. connect it to the Marvel Shield universe. So right. I well, now that they can, maybe they will. No, I think this is just going to be more Spider-Man centric. I think they've worried. I I well, not, maybe not this movie, but like you just said, five movie deal. They well, yeah, but a lot of those only only th- two of those are standalone. And one of the the rest are all appearances in other films. So I, it might be that in yeah. an Avengers, they're tying him in by they, saying the Parkers. Well, it's it's I, not I, Avengers anymore. It'll be Infinity Wars. I guess four. Well, yeah, but but still, it, it would it would. They still, wouldn't be able to devote a whole movie, movie to yeah. it. No, no, no. I think I think there should be at least some mention to it, at least mm-hmm. to as a nod to the comic book nerds and the ones that didn't didn't get the get, heard, get it from the other movie. I'm hearing rumors that he's going to he really would uh Tom Holland has said that he would like to be like the mentor to Miles Morales and kind of do a passing of the torch type thing which I would, so be, would I would think cool. that would be cool. Yeah. And actually I think they they are Tom Holland has loose lips. Yeah. about his all the Spider-Man stuff. He's let a lot of stuff out. Loud. Oh yeah. Did, did did you see him on uh, on oh what was it uh, lip sync battle? <laughs> no, I don't watch <laughs> lip sync. Okay, okay. So for those of you who haven't seen it, too busy watching movies. Okay, so so ev- everybody probably knows what lip sync battle is by this point, but pretty much celebrities lip syncing to their favorite songs. Well, Tom Holland was on the show, and he did two songs: "Singing in the Rain" and "Umbrella" by Rihanna. In Rihanna's yeah. outfit, outfit. Awesome. corset, high awesome. heels, everything. He you you have to look it up. I'll send it to you later. <laughs> Lip Sync Battle is a very guilty pleasure. Okay, it is. It is you, if you I, I, YouTube it, you will be stuck I, watching it for hours. May, <laughs> it's maybe, that fun. maybe. <laughs> I, I think I think you would get a kick out of it. At least some of the episodes. Yeah, I've, uh, they've had uh, uh, Agents of Shield guys compa- uh, mm-hmm. going against each other. Uh, married couples going against each yeah, other. Yeah, Jenna, Jenna Tatum, Jenna Dewan Tatum, and Channing Tatum, Tatum did it. Yeah. That one was awesome. That, that was, was just awesome. That was an amazing episode. <laughs> I think that was probably their highest rated but the, one. But um, so. and I, I can't remember his name unfortunately. But um, he did Janet Jackson's. 
Oh, I know, I know who you're talking about. He was in Ten Things I Hate About You and. All right, right all right, all right. Ledger, because he hasn't been. No, no. <laughs> it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't McConaughey. Oh, the the. Uh, fudge. I know his name, and I can't think of it right now because I'm sitting here with you guys. It was the. the <laughs> We he have was these. Third rock from the sun. He yes. was the. Uh, and just, actually, he came Justin up Long. at work. Justin Gordon-Levitt. Uh, yeah, J- Jason yeah, Gordon-Levitt. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Jason Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he did uh, Janet Jackson. Yes, and, it was and awesome. that was amazing. That was amazing. Have you seen him sing with Zoe Deschanel? I haven't. They sing the New Year song in. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, and it's just so endearing and okay. adorable. I'll have to look that one up because mm-hmm. I like her too. Yeah. All right. yeah. Love Zoe. Oh, there was another one that I, I got a kick out of and I liked, but I can't remember who did it. You'll think uh, about it. Yeah, I know. It'll, 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 it'll come to you in the middle of the night. Probably. Or just shout it out at the next topic. That yeah, we're yeah, that's fine. The no, Edison it'll be effect. More along the lines, I'll, I'll go home and I'm like, okay, I gotta get it now. I gotta figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, they're fun. And they're short. They're quick. They're fun. But oh, they're I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we have, a, we have a couple of things coming up. Um, yes. I know that, uh, actually, Jess, you wanted to talk about uh, something you're going to here pretty soon. The 7th through the 9th of the next month, there's Medieval Mayhem up at Pine Lake, and it is not technically Phoenix, but it is kind of local. It's a weekend that is pretty much a mini Ren Fair, uh, Renaissance Festival. There's going to be a big joust and fight, and there's a little bit of sh- shopping to do. And now, is Pine Lake anywhere near Pine? Huh? There's a place called There's Pine, Arizona. There's a place Arizona. called Pine, and I was, the reason why I'm saying that is currently most of that place is opening up spaces because there's a huge fire up there. So. I, I wouldn't know. I don't think there, it's being threatened by a fire currently, but my lack of knowledge of Arizona in particular is <laughs> <Yeah>. just... <laughs> she, she's still new here, man. Oh, uh, okay. Three years, still new. Yeah. No, nothing. Uh, so, yeah, that sounds, like, that sounds like fun. Remind me to give you some money so you can buy some stuff for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have to spend for two. Yeah, well, well I, I can't go. I got to work. <laughs> yeah, we need f- to talk about that. You need a new job. I know. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. We, we actually got a, couple of, we got a couple of new classes in. Once they hit the floor, I'm moving my time earlier so that way I could get out earlier. That would be helpful. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, they, they kind of roped me into it just because, you know, they, they needed the help. And I was like, well, as long as you give me full time, you know, full time, I'll do it. But once we get more people in, I'm moving back to to mid shift, and they said fine. So, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get that. This job I know. is inconvenient. It's inconvenient. <laughs> you mean I won't have two hours after I get off work to do nothing before seeing you? I mean, if you want, I could just stick around. I I, I can always take overtime if need be. You can do a video on lunch or after. <laughs> yeah, you haven't been doing your live at lunches. It's because it's freaking hot outside. This is true. Anyway, we're off topic. So what <laughs> else is going on in the world, people? Uh, and intimate. Uh, we, as uh, Con Air, we have Maricopa Con coming up in uh, August, which is kind of a closed gaming uh, con. It's interesting. They actually did a Kickstarter. Um, but uh, sold their tickets so they could do the whole thing. But uh, it's going to be, I think, in Phoenix. Um, we also have uh, and have been given our media passes for uh, Sabaton. Sabaton Con. Um, so we will be in Sabaton at hopefully uh, with at least four members. So we should have great coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for you, you anime nerds that want to uh, find out find out specific things, or you guys have uh, specific. Um, 
things that you want us to cover for that, definitely send us a, send a, send us a little hey hello on uh, Facebook. And I'm also working on getting a, an interview with uh, Johnny Bosch. Oh, yeah, yeah, Johnny Bosch. So I, I really actually enjoyed his music when I was checking it out. So yeah, um, I want to definitely get an interview with him. I, I, I just hope, you know, the same Spoiler thing. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I, I just hope the same thing doesn't happen to him that, uh, you know. The, the last Power Ranger had an issue. That last Power Ranger had an issue. Yeah, hopefully that, that shouldn't be a problem. Yeah. Um, we they, they do have a couple other cons that are coming up, um, but they're so far out that we really haven't gotten anything specific. Uh, Game On has moved to Phoenix Comic Con, or Phoenix Convention Center, um, but we have applied, but we haven't gotten a response yet. Um, 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 and actually, that's about it for right now, I yeah. think. All right. And if, if there's anything else that you guys want us to uh, take a look into, of course, if it's local for us here in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, we'll definitely definitely try it out, see if we can get into it. Tell us about it on social media. Hit us up on our on our plugins and things like that, like our Twitters and our Instagrams and our what stuffs. Yeah, all, all that, all that all fun that. stuff. Our book faces and things like that. Our book faces, yes. Do, do, do we still have a My, MySpace page? Did we no, open we got that? rid of that. We got rid of that? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Just four people. No, Tom was put out to pasture. It's okay. Oh, okay, okay. Did he uh, did he go the, the, the route of Old Yeller? Mm, I was thinking more of like Lycos. Ah, okay. Well, we'll go with that. Nerd, one. internet nerd humor. <laughs> I hope you forget about your MySpace. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Molly Lewis, for that quote. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, do we, do, I don't know. Do, do we have anything else? Um, I am working on uh, our next guests um, in July, but because they're very, very busy, um, it's been kind of hard to nail them down. Um, it's actually a local rock band uh, called Lane Change. Um, they are really good. Um, they are exciting to watch and listen. Uh, they're also big geeks. Uh, they like to do a lot of gaming, uh, console gaming, MMOs, stuff like that. So um, we're going to talk to them a lot about that. But uh, the goal is to get them on the show, uh, and hopefully they will do at least two or three acoustic songs for us. Nice. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm shooting for next month. We've got two dates. Um, but, uh, you know, they've been out of town for a little bit, so uh, hopefully we'll, uh, I'll get them nailed into it as soon. I actually talked to the uh, bassist uh, yesterday, and so we're still working out things. Cool. And, uh, Jen, you got anything coming up? Just the Payson Festival of Books on July 22nd, I believe it is, whatever that Saturday is at the end of July. That's coming up, and um, that's about it right now. And then I, I know... Tucson Festival of Books at the end, that, but that's next year. So. Okay. But. All right. Well, uh, I think if that's it, if anybody else wants to go, yes, yes, I see, oh. I see a finger raised uh, over there. I remembered I'm doing something, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you go first since it's... Well, no, it's oh, not okay. that important. All okay. right. Well, I was going to say, let's not forget last time we called out for some nerd shirts. I haven't seen many posted on the Facebook, so... Yeah, that's true. Let's oh, see yeah. some nerd shirts. I mean, today we got Jared and Wonder Woman. Yeah, we got... a. Uh, Cameron in his awesome Ghostbuster shirt. And I'm wearing some 75th anniversary Batman going. To I'm still stuck with my dragons. <laughs> Sorry. Nah, How, that's so very nerdy. nerdy. That's nerdy. All right, dragons. I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll, 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 even, I'll even sweeten the deal. I actually have a pass for uh, any Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Comic Con square egg in Phoenix. I have an extra pass. The coolest nerd shirt. 
that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about on the show. I'll go ahead and give a pass. You can use it either at Thrill, which is the Halloween, uh, Halloween con that's going to be coming up. Sweet. Or uh, next year's Phoenix Comic Con. FanFest? Or, uh, or even FanFest. Yeah, you can use it for FanFest. I feel like there needs to be a rule like the shirt has to be cooler than mine. Not in this yeah, one particular. Yeah. I wear a lot of nerd shirts, <laughs> and do. I always get you talked do. about my nerd shirts. So. We may have to vote on them. It has yeah, to be I, I think it's going to be that it, all it of us have to agree vote. that's yeah. the nerdiest. I, now, I don't know if it's going to be official or not, because the guy reached out to me on Twitter, uh, and I thought this would be really kind of cool. Um, you all have heard of... Uh, um, bah, 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 bah. Yes, yes, Great. we have. The, uh, the, the gift crates. Oh, Luke Crate. Oh, Luke Crate. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 There, there's another group um, that is specifically superhero mm. um, type stuff, and they reached out there's to me. There's a crate for everything. Uh, yeah, they reached out to me on uh, Twitter, and what they want to do is send us a crate every <gasps> nice. month. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and what so we do a video. Well, fun. that's what I was thinking. We can actually do a video or the pictures unboxing. of us opening the crate during the podcast. Oh. Mm. We're, going, we're, going, we're going full. Unboxing. Oh, this well, is going to be awesome. Yeah. I promise that I might not look to see what's in there or subjectively <laughs> remove things that are really clinical. Uh, <laughs> we'll open it here. Yeah, yeah. That's I do. It. Well, you can't do that month. because. If yeah. But if I had more money, I'd be doing the Firefly crate. Uh, that's mm-hmm. my. God, I gotta have everything. Well, and I do Owl crate because I get a book, but my little one. She stole the Wonder Woman bobblehead from me. <laughs> she stole the Harry Potter bobblehead. I'm like, really? So she keeps stealing all the fun stuff. So. Speaking of Harry, <laughs> speaking of Harry Potter, for it was I guess the 20th anniversary of it being yes. released yes. yesterday. Yes. Yesterday, right? yesterday yeah, I think yesterday. it was. Yesterday, no, day, day before yesterday. And you can get the magic wand on Facebook. It's right terrible. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, and also in book news, I'm doing a book thing. Really? Yeah, mm-hmm. I I am participating in Comic Book Girl 19's. Dune Club. So we're all reading Frank Herbert's Dune, which is why I watched Jodorowsky's Dune, because I'm in full Dune mode right now. Nice. I've never done a book club before, and we're only given like specific pages to read, and it makes it frustrates me because I've already finished my pages and I want to read past it, but I don't think I'm allowed to. <laughs> or I'm, I don't know if I'm supposed to. Well, would know. they That's really okay. know if you did? <laughs> I mean... I don't want to say something that I that's not in the pages that I'm gonna break out a full review read. on Spoiler. it, and they're gonna say, uh, "You must have you read can't, that." You can't <laughs> talk about that. That's, that's right. we're not there yet. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, for for anybody that's local, I mean, I know of another book club that uh, that somebody around here runs. Well, I, I haven't mentioned it yet, but I do have a Pagan book club. We meet at the Changing Hands, not this month, but next month will be the first Tuesday of every month. I do not assign books if you are... Which pe- Changing Hands? Changing Hands in Tempe. Thank ah, you for reminding me. Yeah. The Tempe Changing Hands from 6.30 to 8.30. If you are a Pagan, Neo-Pagan, Witch, Wiccan, whatever you want to call it, you're reading something, you want to talk to anybody of the same religious type affiliation about it bring it you don't have a book you just want to learn get a new book i don't assign books so please come out that's changing hands first tuesday of every month 6 30 to 8 we're not meeting the first tuesday in july though so yeah that's fourth of july isn't it yeah that's why that's yeah. some kind of special day or something. something the like fireworks, that. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's blow up the rest of the state. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, just set it on fire. Yeah, that's all we're we doing a do. good job of that as it is. <laughs> well, 
Cleanse it with fire, right? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, that, that needs to happen in D.C. Never mind. What? <laughs> True. Anyway, All right. Um, I, I think that's it. All right, cool. So uh, once again, so uh, nerdy shirts, make sure you send it to our Facebook page. That's, of course, uh, Con Air Radio. And uh, we'll go ahead and we'll, we'll give it two shows. Two shows. Two shit. Two shows. Yeah, yeah. Two, two, two what's? Two shows. Two, two shows. shows. Two shows. All right, so two shows. Two shows, touche. Two shows. We'll go ahead and pick out the, uh, our favorite nerdiest shirt, and we'll go ahead and get you a, a pass to any Phoenix local uh, Comic-Con for the uh, Square Egg. Can once. we participate ourselves? No. I got more shirts. No, okay. no, no. We, we can't participate ourselves. I think ourselves. we already get passes. Fine. Yeah. yeah. All right. And, uh, yeah, so from all of us here, of course, uh, Jen, we want to say thank you again for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, we look forward to, uh, to some more books coming out sometime soon. Me too. <laughs> the smutty one. The smutty one. Yeah. Definitely, definitely the, the smutty one. The next one is the smutty one coming out. So. And, <laughs> and if What's you the title on that? Pricked by Thorns. Pricked by oh, that's about right. Yeah. I, I can see that one. <laughs> well, well if, if you ever need, like, a visual inspiration for anything. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> don't, this, don't do my boyfriend. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so from all of us here at Con Air Radio, we'll talk to you next time. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, Bullshit! What a wonderful world. Where are you going? You're going to pick a fight. Don't be too proud of this technological terror you've constructed.